We're now going to look further at how we help our children make good choices. Some children are going to be much more testing than others. You know, I remember a woman coming up to me in a seminar. She was about 36 years old and she was in tears. And I said, how can I help you? She said, well, I'm not sure you can. I've got a boy of eight and he's a delight. And I've got a girl of five and she's a joy. But I've got this little girl of six and a half and she's driving me crazy. She stamps and kicks in the aisle of Sainsbury's. She's, she's awake half the night. She hits her older brother. She hits her younger uh, sister. And I said, oh, I hear this all the time. Do you want the good news or the bad news? She said, well, tell me the bad news. And I said, well, do people tell you that by the time she's a teenager, she'll have grown out of this? She said, yes, people tell me that. I said, well, she won't. She's going to test you all the way through the teenage years as well. In fact, if you think this is rough, you ain't seen nothing yet. At times, you're going to be holding on to a roller coaster as her mother. She said, what's the good news? I said, it's normal. If you have more than one child, you'll normally have a test in one. But there are things you can do. There are attitudes you can have. There are things you can say to her that will mean that in the years to come, you're going to have a relationship with her as a young woman you now think impossible. And I can remember brushing a tear away and saying, thank you. And sometimes that's what it is. We have to forget the moment. We have to forget the row over the party or the untidy bedroom and think, you know what? I'm keeping a relationship here for when this person is 20 and 30 and 40. I'm trying to mold the man or woman they will become. When our children are being uncooperative, we can easily lose sight of the fact that building the relationship with our child is paramount. This means we need to read each child individually and realise they'll all react differently. Some children are more sensitive, while others are more thick-skinned. Some are more compliant. Setting boundaries is much easier with these children, while others are more strong-willed, and setting boundaries for them can be really hard. So it's important not to compare ourselves with other parents and think we're a failure. Several parents we know thought parenting was really quite easy until they had their second child. Other parents have had the challenge of setting boundaries with an only child and wondering if their experience is normal. Whatever our situation, our children are going to push the boundaries. We want to go on and look at some practical guidelines as to what we can do to help our children make good choices. First, be fair and clear. When we're unfair towards our children, they can become resentful and angry. We need to ask ourselves questions such as, are they old enough to understand what we're asking them to do? Are my instructions clear enough? Am I expecting too much of them? So, for example, if we're on the beach, it's OK to say to a six-year-old, don't go out of my sight or go into the sea without me. But you can't say that to a two-year-old. At that age, they can't be expected to understand the implications of our instructions. And therefore, we have no right to be cross if they wander off. We need to be looking out for them all the time. Or with a nine-year-old, we need to be very clear about our rules concerning the internet and ideally have the computer in a family room so we can help them keep within the boundaries. Second, we need to learn to use our voice effectively. One of the main things we're teaching our children is to respond to what we say. Our tone is as important as the words we use. No, if spoken consistently in the same serious tone to put a boundary in place, will be one of the first instructions a young child understands. Initially, it's for their physical safety. Saying no clearly and firmly to going up the stairs or touching electrical sockets or a hot stove and then following it up by action if necessary, such as lifting them away. The action then reinforces the no and we don't need to shout. The time to shout is when it's an emergency, such as when a child is about to step out into the road. A third guideline is 
action gets results. We can so easily fall into shouting or threatening our children rather than taking action. As someone said, trying to control a child by nagging and shouting is like trying to steer a car by sounding the horn. <laughs> it's totally ineffective. It's what we do, our action, that makes the difference. Consistency is critical, so it's important that our no means no and our yes means yes. You know, it's an important tenet of parenting to say what you mean and to mean what you say. And if we don't, it makes the boundaries very hard to enforce. You know, it's about a quarter past five and little Jack is playing. And we say, Jack, I want you to put your toys away, wash your hands and come and have your tea. Jack, I told you a moment ago, wash your hands, put your toys away and come and have your tea. Jack, I won't tell you again anything. She will. She's only just got going. She'll probably tell me another 12 times yet. And Jack's right because that's how it always is. And suddenly there's an explosion of emotion and we're crying and Jack's crying, but it's not fair because we didn't mean it the first time. And Jack knows it's always like that. Rewind it and try this. Jack, I want you to put your toys away, wash your hands and come and have your tea. Jack, I told you a moment ago what I want you to do. Now, if you're not at this table with your hands washed, toys away, by the time the hand's on the 12th, you're going to bed with no supper. And suddenly, that little boy is lying on his back in bed, clutching a dry digestive biscuit, thinking, what happened? What happened was his mother said it and meant it. Well, a question for you to consider today, either alone or with a group, is what choices have you given your child today? What encouragement have you given for right choices this week? What unpleasant consequences have you used for wrong choices this week? Have a good discussion. We'll see you tomorrow.